been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. This is episode two, and on today's episode, we will be discussing our first memories at Walt Disney World and what has changed since. And we've got a great cast today, so without further ado, let's start the Disney Underground roll call. First, we got Bridget. How you doing today, Bridge? Good. Hey. And then we got to kick it over to Shakti. How you doing, Shakti? I'm doing great. Great to have you. And then we're going to say hello to Samantha. Hi, how are you? And then we have Angelique. What's going on, Angelique? Hey, how are you? This week's episode is proudly sponsored by The Holiday Candle Company. You can revisit the memories and relive the moments with nostalgic candles from The Holiday Candle Company. You can find them on their website at www.holidaycandleco.com, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash holidaycandleco, and you can find them on Instagram at holidaycandlecompany. So uh, yeah, they got some great stuff. Stick around, guys, actually, because we will be talking to Holly from The Holiday Candle Company a little later in the episode today. All right, guys? And uh, before we get into that, we have a trivia winner to announce from last week's episode, last week's trivia winner is Hadley Barg. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. And uh, she guessed the correct answer, which was the flying fish. So congratulations, Hadley. We will be reaching out to you this week so you can claim your prize. All right. Our first and, winner. Uh, I know, right? The first one, she gets a, a, a Coco-inspired Disney tumbler from the Magic Mirror Company. So congratulations again, and we will be reaching out. And now for this week's trivia question and prize, this week's trivia giveaway is sponsored by the Holiday Candle Company, and the giveaway is one of their candles. It's actually the Lao Island Breeze scent, which I'm actually burning right now in the studio. Uh, it smells absolutely amazing, guys. You're going to love it. So let's go over the rules for the giveaway first, and then we'll go over the question. So the first rule is you're going to want to make sure you're following us on Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Then you're going to want to send us a dm with the correct answer to the question and all correct answers will then get you entered into the drawing with a chance to win the prize one lucky winner will be selected from all the contestants with the correct answer and the winner will be announced on next week's episode which will be uploaded on august 24th and you can answer from right now until thursday august 20th at 6 p.m eastern standard time so good luck guys and the question is on last wednesday's august 12th top five episode we discussed angelique's top five epcot rides and attractions what was angelique's number one epcot ride and attraction Look, everybody. And that brings us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute, which I believe, Bridget, you were doing, correct? I am. Uh, so coming up to Disney Plus... <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> um, so coming up to Disney Plus this Friday, August 21st, we have the one and only Ivan starring Brian Canstron and featuring the voices of Angelina Jolie, Dana DeVito, Sam Rockwell, and Helen Mirren, which is a pretty awesome lineup. Next, we have Weird But True, episode two of season three. Next, we have Beauty and the Beast, starring Emma Watson and Joss Gad, finally making it to Disney Plus, my favorite Disney live action. I am so excited for that one. Next, we have The Muppets Now, episode four of season one. And and a new episode of One Day at Disney, the week's episode is about Heather Baltson. Heather Baltson, the senior facilities coordinator Heather for Bartleson. holiday services. I probably butchered her name. I'm so sorry for holiday services for Disney. I'm really excited for being the Beast. That's, yeah, I'm surprised it took them so long to get it. I guess the contracts with yeah, the contract. services. So. Yeah, and we'll actually have some news, I think, coming up soon, too, about some new Beauty and the Beast projects coming on Disney+. Plus. I think uh, you actually have that awesome. news. Let's get into the news. 
news, actually. The Disney news for the day. What, what do you got, Ange? So guys, Walt Disney Resorts will actually no longer be offering late checkout until further notice. The official checkout time will be 11 a.m. Uh, guests used to be able to check out as late as 2 p.m., but the change is largely due to extensive cleaning pr- protocols that have become necessary due to COVID-19. Um, but in the meantime, guests can actually store luggage with Bell services prior to leaving Walt Disney World, which is something I know that me and my dad have actually done a lot um, in prior. Every single time. Yeah. And then also, so Disney is officially rebranded 20th Century Fox to 20th Century Studios. And Disney just last year spent $71 billion to acquire many of Fox's assets. Fox Sports, Fox News, and Fox Entertainment is still owned by Fox Corporation and will not be changed. Uh, And Disney is also in the process of rebranding their other studios, such as ABC Studios to ABC Signature and Fox 21 Television to Touchstone Television. Yeah, it looks like they're making a lot of good changes over there, trying to maybe uh, get rid of the Fox name a little bit, make it more Disney. What about uh, about you, Samantha? What do you got for Disney News today? So last Thursday, August 13th, Florida opened a COVID testing center at Disney World for park employees as well as the public. The testing site is located in Osceola County at Disney's main gate near Animal Kingdom. The Florida Division of Emergency Management will operate the location and will be available for Disney cast members, their immediate families, as well as Florida residents. And then also, Walt Disney World will be reducing their hours at all four parks starting September. The park hours will start September 8th. Magic Kingdom will close one hour early, which would be closing at 6 p.m. Epcot would close two hours early, making it at 7 p.m. Hollywood Studios will close one hour earlier, which make it at 7 p.m. And Animal Kingdom will open one hour later and also close one hour earlier. So it will actually be open from nine to five. Mm, It's like perfect. I'm going in September, so it's like it's perfect timing for me to have less hours at Disney. Yeah, and also, you know, with no meet and greets and no parades, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's everything. You actually were there, and I know we're going to touch on it a little bit. Shocked that you were there recently as well. So I guess we'll touch on that a little bit. It didn't look really scary from everything, all the videos that I've seen, everything looks like it's, they're doing a good job at the social distancing. And so. Absolutely. Um, and they have hand know. sanitizers going in the ride when you get out of the ride. So, it, I mean, I felt safe. Okay, cool. So Shakti, what do you got for Disney news today? All right. So Disney is at it again, remaking a beloved cartoon into a live action movie, this time Pinocchio, which is one of my favorite cartoons. So nothing set in stone yet, but director Robert Zemeckis is in talks with Tom Hanks to play Geppetto. Mm. That's going to be movie magic. The last time, or one of the last times they met up, they both won Oscars. Remember? You guys remember what movie? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. That's going to be be fantastic. So that's a big one. That's really good. That would be a huge, uh, that would be a huge spot for Tom Hanks. I mean, he's like, he's basically America's top actor nowadays, I guess, right? You'd say, but that'd be a good one. I don't know why, but I feel like Tom Hanks makes sense. With mm. Tom Hanks makes sense for everything. <laughs> I know he's, I mean, such a wide array of stuff, but he's great. He really is. So, what else you got? Another remake. This time, Disney Plus is going to make the hunky classic Three Men and a Baby. And when I say hunky because, come on, it had, <laughs> Tom, it had Tom Selleck, Mr. Hunk himself. It had Ted Danson. It had Steve Gutenberg. But now they're going to get Disney Boy, Disney Man, Zach Efron to go ahead and be one of the men and the baby. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I figured they could have gotten a better looking guy for that role though. What? They you don't pick up right. He can like yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a six at best, isn't he, girls? Dad, I don't I don't think you're I don't right. think you're a judge for this. I'm sorry. Maybe it's a little women. I think Zach Efron is a ten. <laughs> maybe I guess. Maybe. Yep. I'm gonna I'm, um <laughs> I know Zach Efron is in that new movie where he's uh roaming the planet looking for sustainability. I haven't oh, yes. seen it yet. The docu series. It's on Netflix. One yes. episode. It looks it pretty is, good. It does. Yeah, it's 
so good. I, I just started watching it and you know, you just, you, through his eyes, you get to learn more about the world. And if you are, uh, if you have wanderlust like I do and you're not able to travel right now, it really does uh, cure that for sure. Again, I feel like they could have gotten a, a better, you know, better looking guy for that role. Oh, so. come on. I don't know if that's possible, but okay. No, 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 no. no. Wait, real quick. I got, I got, um, I got one question for you about that though, Shakti. Uh-oh. What do you call a fake noodle? <laughs> An impasta. <laughs> don't Jesus. laugh. Don't encourage him. Do not laugh. The dad not don't don't terrible. Don't laugh. terrible, but funny. <laughs> it's not. I thought it, it was fantastic. The dad joke of the week, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Dad joke. Right. You never right. know when they're going to happen. Oh, my God. An unscripted. That was, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> All right, Bridget, what do you got for us? All right, so Disney Pixar has announced the release of its next feature film, Luca, which is set to open in the U.S. theaters on June 18th of 2021. Pixar's 24th animated feature, Luca, is an original animation and is coming-of-age story of a young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with adventures in a small seaside town on the Italian Riviera with his new best friend, who has a highly guarded secret. And some cool news about the film for you, anime fans, and you'll learn hearing me a lot. Anything anime-related, I'm going to have dibs on for the news. Luca director Enrico Casarosa has expressed his admiration for Studio Ghibli and Hayao Miyazaki many times and has suggested that this film has been inspired by them. The main character's name is Luca Portoroso, and Portoroso is a wordplay that plays homage to the 1992 Studio Ghibli classic, Porco Rosso. And uh, Studio Ghibli uh, has a very uh, firm place in my heart, and they are, for any anime fans, um, they really are the most iconic anime films of all time, and he is world-round, so it's like to hear people all around the world just to pay homage to him and to have another movie inspired by him, it's like, it's a really big deal. Hey, Bridge. Favorite studio yeah. dealing movie? Uh, it is Howl's Moving Castle. And it's a very good movie. The English dub is voiced by Christian Bale and Billy Crystal. I got a, and- I got a little piece of information about the, the live action mm-hmm. Howl's Moving Castle. They were originally yeah. going to get Zac Efron, but they decided they needed a better looking actor <laughs> to play that role. So they decided against <laughs> it. So. That's not true. It's probably not, not. true. Um, but yeah, but not on a movie. So if you if you love you know animated films, which you know being a, a Disney fan, you absolutely are. Um, I highly recommend watching Puko Rosso before seeing this Pixar release. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So next up, the much hyped Disney Plus Beauty and the Beast prequel spinoff has finally has a name. The Little Town. It will follow the adventures of Gaston and LeFou prior to the 2017 remake. And the official title was confirmed by composer Alan Menken last week and the series will consist of six episodes with Luke Evans and Josh Gad reprising the roles of Gaston and Fu. and I just got goosebumps because they really made those characters in the 2017 remake and I can't wait to see it. So Evans was quoted, we feel so lucky to have this talented group of people creating a story about two much loved and hated characters but that's the excitement. There are a lot of questions about where they start, what they will tell and who are these people, when you will visit them and where they will be. So it's going to be a really fun experience. And me and Josh are literally vibrating with excitement to shoot it. And that was the end of the quote. So 
When asked if this series will change fans' opinion of Gaston, Evans replied, you'll just have to wait and see, and that's all I'm going to say. So Evans mentioned how excited he was to be working with Gad again, and was quoted that Josh and I, even when we were working on Beauty and the Beast, I recall as two human beings, we really liked each other a lot, and we made each other laugh. We respected each other's talents, and we had a great time. So I just have to say again, and if you listen to the intro, um, episode zero, I have like so much love for this movie. The Beauty and the Beast remake was, it's my favorite remake and the ending credit song was like my song at my wedding and so like to have like an expansion on this world with these same characters I think it's going to be really great they really I especially LeFou I think that Josh Gad really like remade that character so well I agree he did good you know what actually the, the cool part about it is is hearing how excited he is to make this film like it's one thing you know it's gonna be good just because the history of the Beauty and the Beast and you know they always do a great job with it but hearing how excited Luke Evans is to make this film with Josh Gad. I mean, he just, it seemed like he was just beaming and that's going to come out in the film or the, not the film, but the miniseries, I'm sure. So that's kind of exciting, you know? Yeah. There's no date on that yet, right? There's no, I don't even think they started filming no, the no, production yeah. stuff, so. Yeah, still in the works, but you know, it's going to happen. Okay. And so with my turn now, in some Disney Springs news, on August 20th, AMC movie theaters and Disney Springs will be reopening and tickets will be opening, will be reopening with the price of 15 cents per, per ticket. So the lower prices will be in effect even after that, $5 a ticket, but for opening day, be 15 cents going forward after that it'll be five dollars and they'll be showing some uh some old classics like black panther back to the future inception and a bunch of more other things then they also have some new health and safety requirements that are going to be taking place at amc theaters and that's going to include masks for guests and for the staff lowered capacity and they're also going to have a new improved ventilation system to uh, like an air filtration system so that's that and then also last week on august 13th disney springs reopened a couple of their restaurants the edison mario and enzo's and enzo's hideaways are now officially reopened uh, all three eateries will be open from five 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. And they are actually, as of right now, available for reservation. So if you guys like, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been to either of those places. Have you guys ever checked them out? Edison, Mario Nenzo's? I have not. The Edison is a really cool place. It's kind of like this, um, it's got like just old fashioned vibe to it. It's like, you know, it's, it's like almost like a, like a burlesque kind of vibe to it. I think it's actually based on the place in LA. There's an Edison in LA and it's kind of based on that. So it's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, so, check it out. yeah, it's definitely worth the check out and it's, it's reopened now. So you guys can actually, we can all go. And then also some other news too, in the resorts, the Yacht Club is actually going to be reopening on August 24th, as well as, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the pool at, at the Beach Club, Stormalong Bay. Yeah. They're actually reopening that pool on the August 24th as well. So Beach Club's actually open, but the uh, Stormalong Bay is not. But they are reopening that August 24th along with the yacht club as the yacht club as well. So that should be pretty cool. Nice. That's that for Disney News. And then actually now joining us now actually is gonna be Holly from Holiday Candle Company. So let's let's kick it over to Holly. Holly, how you doing? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being the sponsor of today's episode and for contributing to the giveaway this week. We got we gotta tell you, the candles are great. We love them. I know the listeners are gonna love them. You know, a couple of questions. How did you get started in the whole candle game? Um, you know, <laughs> It's a, uh, I laugh. Since we're always a huge thing for me. Um, I've always had what everybody calls the bloodhound though. So I'm the one in the family that I smell everything, you know, um, good scents, bad scents, like, like I just smell everything. So it's kind of a given um, with my love of fragrances, quest to make people happy to just start doing something like this. That's great. How long have you been doing it for? Um, you know, I've been making, not professionally, I've been making candles for years, just, just the hobby probably without giving away any age, probably, you know, 20 years ago, I think I made my first candle. So, you know, it just kind of, it was a nice hobby. It was something very relaxing and calming. Um, and I never, ever thought like anything would come of it. When did you start the actual, the holiday candle company? Like, oh, okay. When, 
Like when did you get to a point where it was just a hobby to where like, wow, this actually could be a, a viable business option? You know, I think around the fall holidays of last year, Thanksgiving and Christmas is when I, you know, I just kind of, I would buy candles, fall scented candles and, and Christmas, Christmas and winter scented candles. And, you know, I just thought, you know, I, I could do this. So, you know, and I took my buffers for Disney and I thought, you know, well, I really love this scent. So let's, let's just have some fun making it. And I think nothing really transpired until, you know, the quarantine hit, especially up in here in New York, you can relate. Um, it was really bad. And, and we were the first to go through it. And it was scary. And I kind of turned to candles and said, okay, well, well, let's do this. Let's, you know, making this hobby into um, a tangible thing, see what we can do with it. Well, you guys are doing a great job, especially to realize that this company is that young and you're already, your candles, it's like you've been doing this for years. Well, I guess you have been doing it for years, but this, you know, this company, you know, it's, I told you off the air, you know, we actually have one on it. You could smell it clear across, not just my room, clear across the house, even like on the second floor. And uh, so, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't think there's a better thing you could say about a candle than other than the sense being great that how far that they actually travel and how strong they are. And these, these definitely do that. You know, the, the one thing, I guess the holiday candle company that came from your name, is that like, holy and I'm like, no, I'm not holy. I'm, I'm holy, but yes. And it comes from Holly uh, holiday. And it also comes from the British, you know, the, the English, the European term for mm -hmm. vacation is holiday. So it kind of just coincided perfectly. So it's kind of like destined, you know, to, to become holiday candle company, especially when I was going over, you know, what do I want to call it? What do I want to call it? Perfect. Like it's, it's right there. And it's a tongue twister a little bit. Holly of holiday. Like it's like Holly, Holly. <laughs> right, Holly right. Say. Obviously you have a bunch of sense. What's your favorite candle that you guys have? My favorite candle is I'm sad that I didn't send it to you. And I regretted that, but it is Hatbox Manor. Um, Hatbox Manor was an accident and I had another scent planned for it. But then when I mixed two scents together that were never supposed to go together because I just I had too many bottles in the kitchen and, and I was mixing them together. And once I smelled it, I was like, this is it. This is, this is you know, <laughs> the scent that, that needs to be, you know, how do I want to say it? Um, themed after that particular attraction, happy and um, it's yeah, it was a very happy accident, and it's just it's my favorite. I could I could burn it all day. I I think I might. You know, I have to get those other scents in there at some point, but. It is a, you would think of a very family-friendly dark ride, and it smells like you smell the old wood, and you mm -hmm. smell like the sweetness. It's not very sweet at all, but it's still sweet, so it's kind of like hard to pinpoint, and it's almost floral, but it's not floral. It's just this beautiful, beautiful scent that um, is very calm and relaxing, but still kind of on the dark and dingy side. You know, it's funny. You actually did send us the wax melts, a little, yeah, a little sample. Oh, yeah, you did send me a little sample. sample. Oh, okay, yeah, a little yeah. sample. And we, so that was actually the first thing we tried. And my, my wife had mentioned that she thought it sound, it's had a, I don't know if she thought it smelled like that. It just reminded her of the uh, Tower of Terror. And that, oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Something in it triggered that for her, She the, the Tower of Terror. I don't know what it was. She was like, I don't remember if that was the smell that I smelled. It just I, it just triggers that memory. So that's, that was, I, she really liked that one. Um, oh, that's really one, fun though. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, the, and like I said, the uh, Lao Islands is, that's the one that like, when we put on, is that, have, is that the Lao Islands, right? I, have, right? I think so. You know, I Googled that to see if that's how you pronounce that. And I couldn't come up with anything. So that's what I went with. <laughs> well, and it could be one, like, like the Hawaiian Lao, but I would just mm -hmm. say Lao. That one's great too. Because like, that's the one I was actually, when I said before, like it filled up my whole house. That was the one that actually did it. It's really a beautiful candle. So, and so let me ask you, what's your best seller? What's, what would you say your best seller um, is? Probably Hatbox Manor. And right mm -hmm. now we have had out for, I think Sunday night, I surprised everybody. And I released our fall scents a day early. And so far those have just been flying off the shelves. Beastly Brew, which is an apple. It's Beastly Brew 
was actually a true-to-life park scent. Um, it's based off of Lafou's Brew that you can get, and it's also a Disneyland scent as well. But it's apple cider. It is toasted marshmallow, and it's got a hint of passion fruit in it. It's a beautiful, beautiful scent. Um, and the other ones are um, Pumpkin Carriage, which is a pumpkin cheesecake scent, and um, The Other Side, which is kind of a spooky, you get your berries and um, licorice scent. So it's, it's a really good combination there. And now are those available already or are those like for the fall? No, they, they have, they were available as of Sunday. Sunday oh, okay. oh, so, oh, so, so yeah, you so can get them now, yeah. Oh, that's really good. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to have to even check that out then. These are the first, um, the, the first, our first fall season. Yeah, we're candles for our first fall season. We do have one more fall scent coming up, but um, it's going to be announced this Friday. So okay, so um, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Wait, um, where are you, where are you guys going to be announcing it on Instagram or? Yes, on Instagram. Um, so every Friday we do live wax melt giveaways, and it's just a chance for us to connect with new friends. And we've made so many and met so many amazing people. But it also helps us de-stash from all the stuff from our testing phase that we're not going to use. So we have waxes and wicks and and just vessels and tons of stuff that like you know we don't want to throw away. Mm-hmm. So we thought, let's let's make something from it and give it away. So Friday, we're going to be making our own uh, silicone DIYs, uh, silicone mold DIYs. And um, so we're going to, it has to do with our new fall scents. And, and we're, we're just going to have a lot of fun, you know, and announce what that last fall scent is going to be. Oh, great. Okay. So we'll be, uh, what, and what time on Friday was that? Um, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern. Okay, great. Yeah, well, well I'm definitely going to tune into that. do it every Friday. Excellent. You know, I definitely do want to add more parks. More, more, not just Disney inspired, Disney themed. Um, I definitely want to add more. Um, you know, as a person who I, I've done a lot of traveling and I've, I've been, you know, to many, many theme parks, um, you know, in our, you know, our, I say our country in America. So there's certain things that I love from each one that I'd eventually like to do. But I also, we do candles, we do um, wax melts. I want to get into other products as well. Maybe we could kind of do a foodie, you know, lip balm line and then say, you know, um, Dole Whip. Okay. Well, I can't name it Dole Whip, but obviously <laughs> something similar to that. Yeah. Um, just different foods, like like even the um, apple cider candle that I have, we can turn that into, you know, something flavored. So I think, you know, just adding more products down the line is, is you know, they kind of strike us. That's great. I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see what else you guys got coming out. Like I said, everything that I've seen so far that you guys have is really just really impressive. And uh, I really love it. So I, I definitely, you- Thank you know, oh, definitely. You know, I'm, and I'm so glad. You know, great products, really great product that you have. And when uh, our listeners give it a shot, take a look at it, they're going to definitely like what they see and like what, like what they smell. And um, looking forward to giving away a candle this week to somebody, to a lucky winner. Well, thank you, thank you so much. That means so much. Oh, it's 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 true. You know, don't even thank me. It's it's honest uh, it's product that we even believe in, and we were glad to have you be involved with us as well. So um, we're glad to 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 call you a friend of the show. Oh, I'm probably so big right now. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, you mean it. So, um, so all right. So yeah. So I what do you have any idea as far as what you're doing for the for any upcoming holidays? As far as the uh the, anything new for Christmas? I know. I mean, I know you probably can't give away too much stuff, but is there anything that you want to give just a little hint of anything that you might have coming out? Um, you know, I think, oh, it's, it's so interesting. Well, I have two holiday, like Christmas, winter holiday scents that are available now. And it's Holiday Mercantile and Gingerbread Lobby. Those are beautiful representations of like, you know, the Christmas shop and, um, you know, of course, the Grand Floridian at Christmas. So those are available now and they smell wonderful. But I am, I just got into the whole, like, now that I dropped fall and I'm thinking, okay, I need to be ahead of the game. So let's start planning our Christmas scents. And I don't, let's see, do I have one? Hmm. One I'm thinking about is kind of just an outdoorsy scent 
that that reminds you of like campfires and and pine trees and and just kind of like um I guess in the sense I like the campground as much as I love you know Fort Wilderness um I think I I'm gonna go that route and do one for you know maybe a winter that has to do you know the Ramon sorry <laughs> sunset that reminds me of you know Fort Wilderness. So let me before you go we got a couple of little Disney questions. This is a Disney show, so we got a couple sure. of Disney questions for you. What is your favorite Disney park? Epcot. Epcot. That I think it's so underrated and that it's like it's great for kids, it's great for adults. There's so much to do. It's so much to eat. It's the it's it, so much it, to eat, yes, and there's Thorin. It's it's a I always call it the theme park for foodies. Yes, know? exactly. And that brings me to another question. What's your favorite Disney snack? Disney snack. Oh, you know, I um I had the uh the school bread from Norway. Not it was like see, mm-hmm. back in February. It was the first time I'd ever have it had it really and good. I loved that. The Kringle Bakery, snack? right? Yes. Oh. Yes. So that right there was delicious. And I had never had that before. So that might be on my top list right now. That's but it, it changes as new things come out. And I feel like nobody's really tried the school bread. I feel like I you know I try to tell people about it too. And they're like, wait, what is it? Like, I feel like how did you right. heard of it? It's maybe the best. <laughs> right, right. The it's best so under. Sweet dessert yeah. they have. It's so good. I think it's because maybe it's Norway. People don't really think to go there and, you know, for desserts and whatnot. They always think to go to France or Italy, you know, in that sense. Yeah. The, the Kringle Bakery in, in the Norway Pavilion is really good. So It's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, it's excellent. So, favorite Disney film? Favorite Disney film? Oh, I feel the sense of panic surge through me. Um, <laughs> favorite Disney film of all time? You know, I kind of separate them into genres. <laughs> favorite Disney film? Um, oh, gosh. I feel one, like, right? should I pick, should I not? Yeah, that is so tough. Because, like, I like cutesy, like, I like kitschy and nostalgic things, you know, but not for, like, my favorite Disney movie, if you would say Disney movie, um, would be um, Princess and the Frog. I know that seems a little, you know, childish, but um, no, not at all. You know, I just I love the story. But like, if you meant film, as in, you know, really breaking down the parts of the film, you know, to, to what's the best of this and the best of that. I, that that's what makes me panic. I'm, there's so much. I'm just asking if you had, if you had one if you could take if you were going on a on a trip and you could bring one. Disney DVD with you just to watch when you're away. If you're going to be on a desert island, you could bring one DVD with you. What would it be? In that sense, Princess and the Frog? You know, I'd have to say, yeah, Princess and the Frog. It's just, it's something that I can watch over and over again and just sing along with it. And yeah, absolutely. Okay. And final question. What's your favorite Disney restaurant in any of the parks? Favorite Disney restaurant. (laughs) Okay. Now this is unpopular opinion again. Okay. Here, this is very special to me Mm -hmm. because in 2014, I did Disney college program and I worked at Chef Mickey. So that will always and forever be my favorite Disney restaurant. You know, that's, that's fine. Actually, you know, what's funny is I, I don't know if you listened to another episode <laughs> where my daughter gave her top five and she, yeah. she caught a little flack for saying in her top five Disney restaurants all over Disney. She had the options of every restaurant on, on the property. And her number five was this uh, Ray Starlight Cafe. And everyone was like, oh, but you know, it like you had, like you said, Chef Mickey's is a special meaning to you. And Starlight, the Starlight Cafe is a meaning to, has a special meaning to us. It's one of those bar, one of those restaurants whenever we go to a park or to Magic Kingdom, one of the days we have to eat lunch there. I mean, it's just burgers and fries, but it just, right, it's, right. he's done it. So like, you know, like Crystal Palace will be on one day and then we always have to at least one day be at Spray Starlight Cafe. And um, you know, we do it too. And we always have to sit by the window and just people watch while we're taking yeah. a break and eating. Yeah. It's it's sunny Eclipse. Best. Sunny Eclipse, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. So I just want to say thank you for joining us. And before you go, please let everybody know where they can find you again. Well, thank you so much. And you're very welcome. And you can find me at our website is 
um, holidaycandleco.com. That's co, C-O. So we are Holiday Candle Company on Instagram and Holiday Candle Co. on Facebook. So we're kind of, we play between the co and the company. Great. So, so yeah, guys, definitely check them out. You're going to definitely be impressed. You're going to love their candles. The scents are amazing. Um, they're definitely going to trigger memories of fantastic trips that I'm sure you've had in the past. She told you where to go. Please go check them out. Thank you again for, for uh, joining us today. And we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Oh, no worries. We'll, see, we'll talk soon. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so that's going to bring us to topic talk. But before we get to our Disney topic talk, uh, Samantha and Shock, you guys were actually in Disney the past week or so. What was your experience like? I guess, Sam, let's start with you. So I was very worried because looking at the numbers and I was hesitant, but I was like, let me just do it. And I felt safe. I mean, everybody had their mask on. You had cast members walking around making sure that the mask was not you know, under the nose that it was above. You had people making sure that everybody was six feet. There was hand sanitizers. There was like a little porta potty that you can wash your hands. I felt completely safe. The park was empty. We did Magic Kingdom in four hours. We rode all the rides. So, you know, we were happy. And plus, you know, the only thing that, you know, of course is, is a little bit of a pain is the mask because it's really hot. We're in August and it's the hottest part. Yeah. <laughs> the hottest month of the year. So, but other than that, we, we were good. I mean, it was fun. It was nice to be able to do it all the rides in four hours. I'm, I'm shocked you. I remember that was one of the complaints you have too was the heat. I remember you saying it's hot. It's crazy how hot it was. Mm-hmm. So You know, we, we normally don't go in July or August. We go every other month. But we said, why not? They've been open long enough. Now, granted, we had already been to Universal Studios when they opened back in June. And it wasn't as hot with the mask. It was nice. But this time around, it was hot. It was, we we didn't do Magic Kingdom, but we did Hollywood Studios. We did Animal Kingdom. And we did our favorite, my favorite, Epcot. And aside from Hollywood Studios, which was still very busy, but granted, you know, you have Star Wars and Mm -hmm. everything that goes along with that. Epcot was a dream during the day and Animal Kingdom was awesome. We got to ride. I I get, I get excited. We got to ride (laughs) Pandora again. And the last time that I was able to ride Pandora was during the preview week before they opened to the public back in May of 2017. That's three, three years. Because normally the wait time is what, like three hours? I think it's actually, no, I think the wait time is actually three years. That's what it feels like. (laughs) The wait time. We waited uh, 40, maybe 35, 40 minutes. I haven't still, I I still have to post a lot of my stories, but um, they have little circles where you're supposed to stand every six feet and everyone was abiding by it. Then they have all throughout all the park, little, um, refreshing stations where it's just an umbrella you know on a stand and i have this on video and i need to post this uh again because i think people really need to see this people coming around spraying down the stand of the umbrella you know one two three four every like 10 15 minutes that was awesome we've been traveling a lot internationally into other states and so we you know know what to do more or less <laughs> working as a nurse in a hospital you're just we're, we're careful i think we know what needs to be done i wasn't hesitant about going but i felt good at what they were doing it's good yeah, I, you know being a nurse too i think you see firsthand the, what what the damage can be so you know and i, oh, I know you know yeah. how to take the right precautions and it's funny because not that it's funny but I feel like every other week I see you you're someplace somewhere else in the country. Like you travel a lot. So that was one of the reasons why we asked you to come on here is because you, you, thank you. But yeah, you always got some, you know, some cool pictures and, and, and you're always traveling somewhere. So you're always definitely on the go. So yeah, so you guys would say Walt Disney World, safe to go. Safe to go, but I would definitely wait 
maybe until September, which well, is when you're coming, what, the 20-something? I think I'm that's coming be down on the 23rd, I think. But yeah. I might actually, I was going to fly down. Now I might be just driving down just because they keep changing my flight because I guess they yeah. don't have enough people flying. I don't know. But they keep changing my flight. So we're actually going to, uh, think maybe just, just drive down because they've changed my flight so much that I actually, I'm losing like a day between how many hours they moved my flight up on the way down uh, and how, no, many no, moved, no. how much they moved it back on the way back. So yeah, so I, I think, think it'll be great. Kids yeah, will be back in school. So yeah. that's even better. Yeah. That's usually my favorite time to go is usually like mid-September to like, like November. That was always the time I like to usually get away. It's food and wine festival. That's my favorite time of year at, at Disney. And um, the weather's great. Yeah. I mean, and, and the weather's always like, it's perfect. You're at a hurricane season and it's, it's not hot. It's not cold. It's just, it's always perfect. At least I always find it. I mean, you guys are Florida residents. You maybe know better than me, but from whatever I've gone down, those times have always been just like perfect weather for me. Okay. I feel like as a family, like we always love that time. That mm-hmm. was that always our favorite time to go. So yeah, so we used to just yeah, we would just say home out of school. It's just this is the best time to go. It's like it's it's not well, crowded, we, nothing. So the first two um, weeks of school, we would go for like yeah, right, like a, like almost two weeks sometimes. Yeah, nice. as a New Yorker, I'm not used to like that Florida heat. So going between September and November is like my favorite time to go and hitting it when food and wine festival is going is mm-hmm. it's a must like i have to go during food and wine festival it's the year. yeah i mean don't get me wrong i'll go i'll go even with the heat i'd still i'd still love to be down there I, you know like Angie knows we've done it we've done it in mid-july yeah, we've been in mid-july we've been there in august and even as hot as it gets we all kind of get cranky with each other i guess the whole family <laughs> we, we bicker and stuff because the heat but like i'd still rather be there bickering than not being down there and not bickering up here bickering is worth it so or, yeah, yeah fair enough so so all right guys so yeah so let's uh let's get let's let's get into to- disney topic talk today's uh subject is our first memory of disney and what may have changed since then since let's go with the baby first since her memory isn't really that long ago and what, what do you have no, it's pretty long ago i mean so i guess like my first memory i think we were talking about this the other day but i my first memory of disney i don't even know why this sticks out so much but i think this is might have been like maybe the second time we went back like when i was little maybe like around six years old and i just remember waiting to go on the tower of terror and having not been on it ever before and i remember me you and mom standing on the line waiting and there's just like this woman who was standing in front of us because i was so nervous to go on and she was like calming me down basically and telling me how much fun it was and yeah I don't know why that's just like this memory that sticks in my head but just like remember being so excited and nervous waiting for this one ride um, I think it was like my first like real thrill ride as a child too but yeah I guess that's definitely like my first memory in like Disney has much changed since then I mean yeah I think Disney's completely changed since then um, I mean with all the new additions and even like Disney Springs like thinking because I still I still call it downtown Disney like I think about like Disney Springs and how much of that has changed mm-hmm. I love it but it, sometimes it's so weird to like think about how different it used to be when we would go I was and I still call it MGM Hollywood yeah. Studios I'm sure I'm, I'm sure we all probably do that sometimes you know but yeah like the, like you'll see the t-shirts in the park sometimes too with people it'll say you know it's still MGM to me yeah I mean it I remember the, those those trips with you as kids it, I would probably say those are probably my best memories they were obviously I have earlier memories my, my you know my best memories probably you know when we got married down there you were mom's maid of honor and Adrian was my best man our son my son and um, so that was probably my, my greatest memory I would say probably my oldest memory though is again as you guys know I wasn't a big Disney park guy when I was a kid. I didn't grow up around the parks. I didn't grow up 
liking Disney any more than a regular random kid. It only became like in craze as became a grown up. But my first like real Disney memory was when we went when your mother was pregnant with you, Ange, and just kind of like being like a nervous wreck, what she could go on, what she couldn't go on. Uh, we were actually down there for a business trip and they put us up at the boardwalk. We stayed at the boardwalk. And I think that's actually where I kind of fell in love with the boardwalk where I became like my favorite hotel. And that's why we usually more times than not, we'll stay there. And that's why the Flying Fish is like my favorite restaurant now because that was where we had our first like big work meal when we were down there. And that was that's my, my best memory. I remember being with a bunch of, you know, it was like maybe 20 of us from work. It was a great job. It was a good time in my life. And like I said, we had a baby on the way. It was me and, and my wife's first like grown up trip alone away, like our first vacation like together. And it was at best place ever is Disney. And um, I just remember, like I said, it's been being a nervous wreck or getting on certain rides and thinking like, well, can she get on this? And, and they're so accommodating at Disney. Even back then, they would change they would change menus if there was something like it. Because I remember that at the time, she was so picky with food. She's usually not picky, but at the time being pregnant with, with Angelique, she was very picky with certain things. They would just, they would just change the menu like at, a, at the drop of a dime. We would just go and be like, she's kind of not, you know, she can't eat certain things and she needs it cooked a certain way. And, and every single time without fail, they would, um, you know, make any of the changes necessary that we needed. So they were always really good. And it's, like I said, that's my oldest, my best oldest memory is, is that trip, but that was it. And, and as far as changing now, kind of the same thing. There's just so much more there to do. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's not even like um, an amusement park. Disney to me is, is a town, like you know, it's its own like world to be able to go down there. And just as soon as you kind of drive through the gates, if you're on the Mag- magical express, or if you're in the, just in a rental car and you're just driving through and you see the, the welcome to Walt Disney world, and you're going through the gate. It's almost like your, your whole mindset changes the minute you get under there through that gate. It still has that same feeling. Like I said, the only thing that would really change, I guess, is the same thing that Angelique said, is that there's even more. It, it seems like they just get bigger and they get bigger and they get bigger every year that goes by. And very rarely do they come up with something that you're like, ah, I didn't really like that addition. Usually it's, it's they put so much work and effort and thought behind everything that everything they kind of come up with is usually a 10. Unlike Zac Efron, who's like a six at best. It's, I'm sensing like some jealousy or something. No, no, he's data. Not. I'm, I'm not even sure. I think so too. Zach doesn't deserve this. I think he's a hater, honestly. You know what? We need to get Zach Efron on this podcast. That's what we need to do. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? I can imagine. If he was an eight, then maybe. <laughs> he's a six at best. <laughs> so, nah, but, um, so. I guess I could go long-winded about Disney, as you guys know. So let's kick it over to Shakti. Shakti, what's your oldest Disney memory? I'm probably the oldest one here, so... Not by uh, much. Not by much. <laughs> we're tied. <laughs> Very, we're, we're kind of, we might be tied. Okay. Watching Mary Poppins as a kid. Almost every weekend. I was, a, I was very asthmatic when I was a child. And it was every weekend, you know, the Cuban soup. <laughs> with uh, Sheena, Princess of Power, if you guys remember that. Uh, I and think they're too young, but I remember. <laughs> you know- and then Mary Poppins. And the first time that I saw Mary, I don't think I had ever seen something so magical. That animatronics bird, every time would just blow me away. The music, when they jumped into that chalk mm-hmm. painting, I mean, I would go outside and I would try and jump into the chalk painting, but I didn't have the same, <laughs> you know, it never happened. And then Mary, and for a very, very brief moment of my life, I wanted to take care of kids. <laughs> that didn't last too long. <laughs> that was it. That was, I think, my first run with magic or what I I thought magic was. And then we started going to the parks because we lived in Miami back then. And when I stepped into 
Magic Kingdom for the first time, I was like, okay, this is where the magic comes from. It was Mary Poppins and Disney, and that was it. And what's changed since then? There's more. The, the, the technology for the movies is amazing. The technology for the rides, Avatar, is just wonderful. And I guess my first run-in with Disney was so magical back then that every time that I go back, and again, we go a lot, it, I, it makes me feel like that little sick kid on the weekend and I would feel better watching it. So as soon as I walk through, I, it's the happiest place on earth. It really is. You know, it, it's, it's cool that you say Mary Poppins because Bridget, I know, also knows, knows my, my history with Mary Poppins and my daughter obviously definitely knows. That was always, when I was a kid, that was me and my grandmother's like go-to movie. So me and my grandmother would watch Mary Poppins all the time. Like that was her favorite movie. And because of that, my grandmother always wanted to watch it. It was my favorite movie. It was yeah, so like Mary Poppins holds like a special place in in, in, in my heart as well. I mean, yep. Angie, I, I, you remember grandma that, um, well, my grandma, your great grandmother. So, I mean, she, that was like her favorite Disney movie of all time was Mary Poppins. I think it was partly with, because it had animation and alive and she loved uh, Julie Andrews, she loved Dick Van Dyke, oh. Those were like two of her favorite of all time. Um, that was our favorite movie too. So that's funny that you should say uh, Mary Poppins does hold a special place with me as well. Bridget, what about you? So the first time I went to Disney, I know I was five, but who remembers much at the age of five? So uh, my first real memory is when I was 16 and I went there with my ex-boyfriend and it was my first time like as like an almost adult you know 16 years old I'm like okay I can, I'm gonna remember this trip it's gonna I was like so excited to go and I, I remember Disney being like a magical place but I just didn't have enough memories of it like just being so small so we went um you know we went down together with him and, and his parents and at the time uh it was a very different experience because um his mother is disabled and she's in a wheelchair and they were so accommodating for like disabled people that she didn't feel uncomfortable or like hindered at all like they just they had if, when they she was ready to go on a ride they had a separate line for her and they made sure she went on first and like she just she had so much fun she really like it's like most time I think the most I've ever seen her like so happy like being able to just like get on a ride and like it, obviously like she wasn't about like any like thrill seeker kind of rides we went on like it's a it's a it's a small world after all and I get all this like very like heartwarming kind of ride but uh but yeah and like Disney really like looks after you no matter like what your limitations are and like they just make you feel like at home and that was really just like a really nice memory for me you know again like somebody who's like disabled in a wheelchair to like you know nervous about flying and like to get down there just to see Disney and like to just feel like you're taken care of which was really great and Disney's changed so much since then I mean I was 16 and that was in 2004 so um yeah it was a long time ago <laughs> and it's changed so much in that since then it's expanded and it's just I feel like the magic has just grown like as they've like as technologies evolved and they can um they make the magic feel like that much more real taking over star wars which didn't see that coming but i'm really happy they did because they've just like perfected it and yeah star wars has just become something that's just absolutely the closest thing to real magic that we'll ever get and uh, my husband and i go almost every year now <laughs> 
<laughs> we never get we never get enough of it. It's just like it's just like a part of our lives now. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, you know what? It's it's the funny theme is I feel like we all kind of have the same kind of what's changed and the whole what's changed for us all is I think we really kind of say it's gotten better and bigger and that's kind of and we've all did our homework on this like separately so it's not like we kind of all plan the same answers and stuff so it's kind of like it's kind of cool that we all have the same thought process of what has changed going forward you know Walt always had that expression to plus things you want to plus it and it, it's what they've always done they've always made things bigger and better as they've gone on as big as and bigger and better as they can make it the next year you know they're going to top that and that's kind of what they've always done but um so yes yeah, so samantha what about you so i went to disney with my grandparents when i was about eight or nine. I don't really remember too much at that age. But the next time that I went was with my husband and I at that time I was 21. And you know, I, I was blown away because I think it was, you know, when you're a child, you don't really look at all the details. You're not really focused. You're just kind of like looking at the characters and stuff like that. But when I went when I was 21, there was so much to see. And I was looking at every single detail and comparing from then till now, of course so much has changed, you know, between the rides, the shows, everything is so much better. So I, you know, I don't remember too much when I was eight years old. <laughs> I do remember going with my grandparents and seeing the pictures, but I want to say my oldest memory is when I went with my husband for the first time. That's really cool. That's really cool. And, and you guys go pretty often too, right? So, I mean, you probably know, you've seen the evolution like Shakti has, because Shakti I know has gone a lot as well. Yes, Melissa, we go know. like four or five times a year and then we do food and wine, just us, no kids. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's, I, that's why I'm looking forward to September. Although, like, my kids aren't even kids anymore, so it's that's, like, my favorite time, too. Being from New York, you know, we don't get to live through it. Like, you guys get to live the Disney changes. Me, Angelique, Bridget, we, we kind of get to see it after the change because usually we get down there after yeah. something big has changed, you know, and you guys actually get to, like, kind of, like, live through the, the change and see it more firsthand even more than we actually have being up here. So mm -hmm. it's kind of cool that that you guys have that. It's And, and again, like, it seems like the, the, we all have the same kind of theme as far as what, what has changed. And it's definitely for the better. It's just gotten bigger and better, just more, I don't even know. I mean, it's just, it's just awe-inspiring. It really is. And, and to see like how, what they have done to make people, what's the word, I guess the, the accommodation, the accommodation is even, even better for people um, being able to have great customer service and be as big as they are. You, you know, usually when you get a corporation or a company that gets so big, one of the first mm -hmm. things that kind of falls by the wayside is customer service. And that's just not the, the situation with Disney. I remember a couple of years ago, I used to work with, I mean, I used to work with Bridget. I was, I actually had, I had my gallbladder removed and I had a gallbladder attack and I was supposed to be going away to Disney World. I forget what it, what it was like. It was like on a Saturday and the Monday prior, I ended up having to go to the emergency room and they ended up admitting me into an emergency room for the, uh, pretty much for the whole week. And I kept saying, listen, you got to admit, you got to let me out by Friday because I'm going to Disney World on Saturday. And they're like, you're, you got to have your gallbladder taken out. You can't just, you know, no. And I'm like, listen, I'll just walk out. I'm just going to sign myself out because I'm going to Disney World. I have this big trip planned for Saturday and I'm going. So after missing like a week of work being in the hospital, they, they make, you know, I get them to let me out on, on Saturday, on, on the Friday before they postpone my surgery till, you know, like a month later. And when I went down and the same thing, speaking of customer service, they changed up the same thing. Like for my wife, when she was pregnant, some 20 years ago, uh, they did the same thing. They changed it because I had to eat like a bland diet because I had a gallbladder issue. They changed everything up. Menus. They gave us a room right off the, the lobby, like literally like two doors from the lobby. So there wasn't a lot of walking. So they changed my room up for me. Every restaurant we went to, they gave me a special menu in every restaurant because they knew in advance that we had these dining reservations and they already knew like they were able to go to each 
reservation that we had and they were able to have them send us a menu saying this is what you know based on the diet that you guys need now here's what we can do for you and everything was just super accommodating it wasn't the food i wanted to eat that i planned on eating when i went to disney like i planned on having a million and one mickey bars the ice cream mickey bars and i got to have <laughs> got to have none but I, uh, they, they were really just super accommodating. And uh, it's, like I said, that's usually one of those things that you don't see last as companies get bigger because they forget about that stuff. And they've only gotten better, I feel, as the years have gone on. So I mean, can I, I definitely can agree I just with say, that. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, I was just like, can I just say that's true Disney dedication that you postpone your surgery so that you can keep your Disney <laughs> vacation and then rearrange everything so that you can be there. I just, I, you know, I mean, we get it. We get it. I threatened to sign myself out. I was like, listen, I told the doctor, if you don't let me out on Friday, I'm just going to sign myself out and go. So he kind of had to help me because they needed like my enzyme <laughs> levels for my pancreas to go down and all sorts of weird stuff. But it was, uh, they really were, were fabulous as far as the, the customer service with everything. But yeah, so I guess that'll do it for this week's episode, guys. Thanks for joining. Thank um, you for having s- me. Thank you. We want to to send a huge, huge thank you to this week's sponsor, the Holiday Candle Company. Remember, you can find them on their website, www.holidaycandleco.com, on their Facebook at facebook.com slash holidaycandleco, and on Instagram at holidaycandlecompany. They are amazing candles. And remember to revisit the memories and relive the moments with nostalgic candles from Holiday Candle Company. Also, actually, let's just also say the trivia question one more time. Last Wednesday's episode of Angelique's top five Epcot rides and attractions, what was her number one? One lucky winner from all the correct answers, and you'll hear that winner on next week's episode. And you guys have until Thursday, August 20th at 6 p.m. to send in your answer. All right, so with that, let's say goodbye, everyone. Let's say goodbye to Bridget first. Later, Bridge. Bye, meow. Shakti, we'll see you later. See ya. Samantha, see ya. Hey, take care. And Angelique. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Oh, and I almost forgot, guys. Make sure you tune in next week. We'll have a special guest. It'll be Chris Carlin from 98.7 FM ESPN Radio New York to discuss the NBA bubble that's being played right now in Disney World. Uh, Disney is hosting the NBA. We actually have the playoffs coming up soon. And for anybody out there that knows me, uh, everyone knows my two biggest passions are Disney and sports. So this is going to be just a great combination for me to get a chance to talk sports uh, with the NBA being played down in Disney World right now. So again, Chris Carlin from 98.7 FM ESPN Radio New York will be on next week so tune in you get to hear him a little bit me and him talked a little nba bubble in disney okay guys so with that we're gonna run and remember guys have a great today a better tomorrow and we'll see you next week <laughs>